a very good evening to you. another sweet and swing here on Max Radio. My name's Howard Kane. Friday evening, pleasure to have your company. And what have we got? Well, how about a bit of the poet of the piano, Carmen Cavallero? More from Frank and Friends. Digging into that curious from Belgium with love box set. Flanders and Swan. get going. I think I'll just be hanging around.
I'll be hanging around. Well, I'll be hanging around for the next hour or so, I dare say, here on Manx Radio. You better hope I am, otherwise it'll go very quiet indeed, because there's no one else here to bring you sweetness ring this evening. Fear not, I'm not going anywhere. Lovely to have your company, as always, on a Friday night. I trust I find you well, or as well as can be in this uh, what passes for a summer. I am increasingly thinking that was it. I'm not going to dwell on it, but I'm just going to reiterate my feeling that the period between early May and just after TT was the summer. Yes, I know, I know, it is grumpy, but um, dear oh me, I was looking out the other evening and uh, you could again, as has been the case on more than one bank summer of late, be mistaken for thinking it wasn't July, but actually early October. Misty, pretty cold, wet, grisly, foggy of the mountains, etc., I'll leave it there. Uh, enjoy <laughs> enjoy uh, the good days when we get them, I suppose. Although equally I shouted that when you... If you're working, it's a bit tricky. But if you're not working, then get out there when the sun's nice. You've got no excuse. Ken McIntosh getting us going with that one. Um, I'll be hanging around with the vocals from the wonderfully named Magpies. Mac, M-A-C... Yeah, see what he did there. Magpies. Ken McIntosh, um, I think he did play over here on the Isle of Man. Should have asked Morris, he'd probably remember one way or another. Um, but very popular back in the day. Started out as a saxophonist with both Oscar Rabin and Frank Weir and then branched out on his own in the late 1940s after the war. And he had this uh, great sound with a fairly big-sounding band. Very popular up and down the length of the country. His signature tune, you might remember, The Very Thought of You. The Very Thought of You, Ray Noble, yeah. Appeared on plenty of uh, radio and TV shows in the 50s. But then, of course, as the the beach generation, as we call it here, came along in the 60s and pop music became the norm, electronic small bands, you know, the Beatles. Breathe not a word of it abroad, those long-haired louts. They did all right, though, didn't they? And the tunes were quite good, to be fair. Uh, But Ken actually had a good career. He kept going. He was still quite popular, even though tastes had changed somewhat. He performed still regularly at the uh, Empire Ballroom in Leicester Square and also the Hammersmith Palais, not a bad venue, for seven years and then went to the Lyceum Ballroom in the Strand, playing for a certain market, I dare say. Still not bad. And finished off by playing aboard the cruise line of the QE2 before he retired in the 1980s. Don't think he's with us anymore, to the best of my knowledge. I'm fairly certain he isn't, but he'd be a good age of years because he'd be a centenarian and then some a year or two beyond that if he was still going. But nonetheless, a good, long, happy career and finishing off on the QE2. Yeah, that would be all right for me. I'd, I'd go with that. I've never been on the QE2. I have been abroad on a jumbo jet and some of the big ones and to nice sunny places, which made me think of this next track from Joe Loss. Because if we went to Singapore or far from climbs, the one thing you could always bring back and buy at the airport were orchids. This poor woman, not quite so lucky though. No orchids for my lady. (laughs) 
Orchids for my lady with Joe Loss, uh, my namesake on the vocal there, Howard Jones. Uh, he also started out with uh, Frank Weir as well, and then played with or sang with Stanley Black and Billy Turnant before going on to work with Joe Loss, of course. And he remained there until he sort of went out, branched out on his own in 1955. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely heading towards the uh, beat generation somewhat. Well, one way or another, in any case, still pre-Beatles, I guess. But, yeah, pretty impressive one way or another. Lovely stuff, indeed. Most enjoyable. And um, a nice, round, sort of plummy voice. I thought it was Chick Henderson at first, but I haven't heard Chick for a while. The trouble is you have gaps in between them, and unless they've got a really distinctive voice like Al Bowley, they start to sort of sound a bit similar in your mind's ear, if you know what I mean. But maybe that's just me, because I don't listen to them as often as I should sometimes. I confess to quite often preferring some of the, the uh, instrumentals, but same way with my modern jazz. I also prefer the modern, uh, or at least the modern small group instrumentals to the stuff with singers on or vocals on. By and large, by and large, there are a few exceptions. Time for a bit of fats, yes, and uh, this for a couple of sweet and swing regulars who've been going through a bit of a tough time uh, with some health issues of late. They'll know who they are. And uh, I know they like a bit of fats, so you know what? If it helps put a little bit of a smile, you can't fix anything, can you, really? But music always helps to smooth a little bit, if nothing else, when someone thinks you're wonderful.
Everybody thinks you're wonderful What a difference in your day Seems as though your troubles disappear Like a feather in your way When somebody thinks you're wonderful Held you with a smile so sweet What are little stones you're stepping on Just a meadow neath your feet And how you meet the morning You gaily swing along At night you may be weary But your heart still sings a song When somebody thinks you're wonderful Love is mighty close to you Just another thing more wonderful Making all your dreams come true Oh, somebody done told you it was wonderful, huh? Different than today, I see that now
that's the way you do it. They are two for the price of one. A bit of fats first, of course. Unmistakable fats. When somebody thinks you're wonderful, starting off serious and gets sillier, as it's remarked on in the liner notes about uh, how he couldn't resist sometimes. He, he did have a, a softer side. And, uh, you know, he could pay straightforward renditions, but as uh, it's remarked on, when he got started on the silly voices and the wisecracks, there was absolutely no going back, <laughs> even though there's some brilliant piano playing. Uh, and when on Somebody Thinks You're Wonderful, the opening chorus with Cedric's clarinet crooning along as his best mock-genteel manner, the record one of Fat's early successes, and probably never completely out of print since the mid-1930s, but he, he can't resist a little bit at the end, just to sort of throw it in. Great notes from Dave Gelly, written, oh gosh, back in 1995. <laughs> Where's the time go? Sounds recent, but it's like almost a quarter of a century ago, isn't it? It is a quarter of a century ago. More than a quarter of a century ago. Oh, don't think about it. Don't think about it. And then we had Stan Bradbury with a little selection there. The Merry Widow, or the Merry Widow Waltz, uh, to start off. Destiny was in the middle, and then he ended up with Yip, I Addy. Right, we're going to dip into the, um, throw caution to the wind, and dip into the wonderful box set, some of which has never been unwrapped, I have to say, called From Belgium With Love. I do seem to recall this was a present from my sister to the old maestro, probably about 15 years ago, maybe more, one Christmas, uh, when he was still obviously knocking around and uh, listening to music, and uh, he clearly has listened to some. If I have a quick look in the box set here, let's take a look. So he's listened to the one I've opened here. He's had this one. Toots Thielmans has been listened to. Michel Legrand uh, is also open. However, uh, oh yes, there's one. Okay, so uh, Guy Visseur is open, but the Bobby Jasper Modern Jazz at the Club Saint-Germain is still in its shrink wrap. Modern jazz. Is that going to be too modern, do you think, for Sweet and Swing? Possibly. We'll put those back for now. Uh, I'll leave the one I've, I've picked out, I think. So what have we got here? Yeah, I saw that. I rather like the... Uh, <laughs> I think this is why I dug it out. René Thomas, the real cat. And bearing in mind, the old maestro, also, of course, used to call himself the jazz cat. Then it's not that surprising. OK, what should we have then? René Thomas, someone to watch over me. Thank you. 
Too. René Thomas on the guitar in the company of uh, René Utrige, I think, on piano on that one. Uh, Benoit Cresson on bass, is it? Yeah, it looks like it. And uh, Benoit... No, I can't read that one. It's so small, some of this writing. <laughs> yeah. Need a magnifying glass to get anywhere near it. Uh, Jean-Louis Vell on the drums. And... Jazz in, see, it's called Jazz in Paris, but it is in From Belgium with Love. I'm not quite too sure. Either some of them have got mixed up, or it's just a curious mixed set of guitar-labelled selections of jazz from the continent after the war. I don't know. It's all good stuff, but it doesn't always make sense necessarily. Anyway, I enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed it as well. Nice bit of brushwork, some nice guitar playing in a sort of early bop style or maybe some mid-bop star from uh, Rennie there. And uh, what's not to like, I suppose, is what you'd say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you'd say about this next one or not. We will find out, uh, because it's going to be a bit of Perry. You can't go wrong with a bit of Perry. It's jazz in the classics. Um, we've been enjoying these over the last few weeks, haven't we? The vintage-style jazz classics, the music of Grieg, Chopin, Tchaikovsky, Rachmaninoff, Rimsky-Korsakoff. I haven't done Flight of the Bumblebee yet, have I? Must do that next week. Performed by the likes of Dorsey, Sinatra, Miller, Dor- uh, Bing Crosby. Yeah, you name it. In this case, Perry Como. are in the blue Long as there's a spring of bird to sing I'll go on loving you Till the end of time Long as roses bloom in May My love for you 
dramatic flourish to finish there till the end of time based of course on a bit of Chopin that wasn't Chopin that was Perry Como you might well have gathered uh, but uh, it is based on Chopin's Polonaise number no. six in A flat the heroic opus 53 if you're interested but became a two million seller number one hit Perry Como with Russ Case and his orchestra in the mid-40s, 1945, in New York. That was recorded and did rather nicely for him. We'll have another jazz in the classics next week. There's a few more yet, I think. I'll do the, the Bumblebee. We haven't done the flight of the Bumblebee yet, have we? Used to love that one as a kid, the flight of the Bumblebee. I think it only lasts about one and a half minutes, but uh, a good one to do in any case. But I'm just looking at the time, and it is disappearing at its usual rate of knots. Oh, woe is me.
symbol flourished to finish off woe is me dinah miller and chorus i think oscar rabin himself taking the vocals there as well woe is me yeah, it's always a case of woe is me isn't it as the time goes flying past i was thinking the other day yes that we're already well halfway past the year and no no don't think about it do not think about heading towards the end of the summer and the strange thing is isn't it when you're a child and you've only just broken up so when you're at school i mean school holidays have only just started and yet somehow or other, when you're older and, you know, not been at school for a couple of years, um, it already feels like quite late summer now, doesn't it? I mean, we're heading towards August, and then you know that means September's next, and it's all over for another year. I mean, there's lots of other things to look forward to, but yes. Anyway, we might get some good weather in October. You never know. That's the way it sometimes goes. Flanders and Swan <laughs> singing about something. <laughs> it's a nice one, this. Um, it was actually about the Beecham Cuts. But I think it applies pretty much to uh, any journey you want to take on the railway these days. Or these days even. <laughs> You'll almost certainly get the slow train. Millersdale for Tideswell Kirby Muxlow Malcop and Scholar Green No more will I go to Blandford Forum and Mortyho On the slow train from Midsummer Norton and Mumby Road No churns, no porter, no cat on a seat At Chalton come Harney or Chester the Street We won't be meeting again on the slow train I'll travel no more from Littleton Batsy to Openshaw. At Long Santon, I'll stand well clear of the doors no more. 
No whitewashed pebbles, no up and no down. From four before crosses to danceable town, I won't be going again on the slow train. On the main line and the good siding, the grass grows high at Dog Dyke, Tumby Woodside, and Trouble House Halt. The sleeper sleep at Audlem and Ambergate. No passenger waits on Chittering Platform or Cheslin Hay. No one departs, no one arrives from Selby to Ghoul, from St. Earth to St. Ives. They all pass out of our lives on the slow train. On the slow train. Pock a mouth for Buttermere. On the slow train. Armly Moor Adam. Pie Hill and Summer Coats on the slow train. Windmill End. Ah, lovely stuff. And a great melody that as well by Donald Swan, beautifully played there. And the pair of them singing, not an easy thing to do necessarily, play and sing at the same time. Our Elton was very good at that as well, Elton John, if you saw him at Glastonbury. I mean, I dare say there is even a crossover between Sweet and Swing listeners and Elton John listeners. Such has <laughs> been his longevity. He might be on Sweet and Swing in another 20 years if we're still going. Who knows? Who knows? Could be in future episodes. Flanders and Swan and the uh, slow train. Uh, now... Uh, I promised you a bit of the poet of the piano. Do you remember this man? Carmen Cavaliero. And here he is with the Andrews sisters. I've a secret in my heart, sweet Marie. A tale I would impart love to thee. Every daisy in the dell Knows my secret, knows it well And yet I dare not tell Sweet Marie When I hold your hand in mine Sweet Marie A feeling most divine comes to me All the world is full of spring Full of warblers on the wing And I listen while they sing Sweet Marie Come to me, sweet Marie Sweet Marie, come to me Not because your face is fair Love to see But your soul so pure and sweet Makes my happiness complete Makes me falter at your feet, sweet Marie. In the morn when I awake, sweet Marie, seems to me my heart. 
to sing it o'er and o'er Seems to say that I adore sweet Marie When the sunset tints the west sweet Marie And I sit down to rest love with thee Every star that studs the sky Seems to stand and wonder why They're so dimmer than your eyes, sweet with the Andrews sisters there and sweet Marie. Born in New York in 1913, uh, came from Sicily originally and uh, started out, so it's claimed, picking out tunes on a toy piano. And uh, this inspired his uh, parents, if this isn't just urban myth, to uh, say yes, very good indeed, and get him some lessons to go with a, a local piano teacher, which he did and trained sort of classically. By the age of 16, he was good enough to take the piano bench in the high school orchestra, and soon he was playing Saturday dates with various club orchestras around the place. Offered his first job in 1933, Al Kavlin, asked by the management of the uh, Central Park in New York, the Central Park Casino, that is, to fill the position about to be vacated by the Eddie Dixon Orchestra. And the eight weeks initial contract was so successful it was extended to 24 weeks, and Carmen Cavallaro, who was billed simply as Carmen, became one of the band's main attractions. Got fan mail just for himself, poured in as the band broadcast on radio each evening. And he stayed with uh, Cavallaro until 1937 and then took on a series of shorter engagements with other society bands around the place, including working with Rudy Valley. Uh, at the beginning of war in the 1939, he formed his own nine-piece band acting as arranger and musical director and it was at this point that Decca Records asked him to record his first album Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Great public response to the album and it became a massive success. Went on to, well yeah, fame and fortune whatever and played well until uh, very recently. He uh, His last public appearance was in the early 1980s. He performed for the last time in 1986 at the Columbus Palace Theatre's 60th anniversary where he headlined with Helen O'Connell and he died three years later in Columbus, Ohio. Carmen Cavallero, the uh, poet of the piano. Fine set of gnashes on him as well on the front cover, grinning away at the camera for a publicity shot one way or another whilst sat at the keyboard at a slightly jaunty angle but immaculately attired 
in a penguin suit, yeah, full dinner suit. Very nice too. Now, a, a blues or... No, no, i tell you what, we got this one. This is something we dug out the other week, the Jazz Age, New York in the 20s. And uh, as soon as I mentioned Singapore earlier on, it seems appropriate to have a bit of this. Singapore Sorrows. Crash on the China symbol and one of those swan neck stands, no doubt, at the end there. Singapore Sorrows, Ben Pollock and his Californians, recorded in April of 1928, with Ben himself taking the vocals there. And on tenor sax, a gentleman I did actually know quite well. That starts to make you feel old, isn't it? Bud Freeman. It'd be a young man then. Um... Yeah, he probably would be in his 20s, I dare say. But there he was, playing tenor sax with the likes of Ed Bergman and Ben Pollock, of course, and Al Bella and such like. Amazing to think. And then we saw him, well, at least I knew him, when he was then in his 70s, probably, 
and I would be, I don't know, 10, 11, something like that, when he came over to the Isle of Man. It'd be in the 1970s. And yes, he would come and he played several times. Loved the Isle of Man and Britain and played several times for the Manx Jazz Club and would stay at our house. And got a couple of pictures somewhere of playing Scrabble with the old maestro and Bud Freeman. But there he was in 1928 in his pomp. It's a funny sort of feeling playing, you know, thinking it seems an awfully long time ago, and indeed it is, and yet there was someone I knew, oh, goodness me, and at their prime. Um, we haven't had any Franken-Friends yet, have we? Yeah, we'd better have a bit of Franken-Friends before it, uh, it's too late. Yeah, this is a good one. Don't bring Lulu. I'll bring Ben, that freckle-faced man, but don't bring Crosby. I'll bring Hope with a nose like a rope, but don't bring a Crosby. Pork by hat on top of his fuzz, not as much fuzz as they used to was. When he wears those shirts to town, hey, the window shades come a-tumbling down. Como can come and Carson that bum, but don't bring a you-know-who. I'm telling you that boo-boo-boo-boo has to stay up on the shelf. He came to town on the boxcars. Now look at all his Oscars. Don't bring Crosby, don't bring Crosby. I'll bring him myself. That chubby rascal. I'll bring him
Ted Heath and the boys coming straight off the back of a fairly short and sweet bit of Frank Sinatra. Um, yes, it is, of course, What About Lulu? But they were uh, slightly amending the words, I think, there, we could say, to a uh, What About Crosby? Don't Bing Crosby. Don't Bing Crosby almost at times, wasn't it? Don't Bing Crosby. Yeah, very good. Uh, but short and sweet in any case, a little bit of fun there with uh, Don't Bling, Bring Lulu. Frank Sinatra duetting with Jack Carson. And then we straight into a little bit of the wonderful Ted Heath uh, with from his London suite. We just heard the first movement, Chelsea. And there's also, we'll play some of the others over the next few weeks, maybe Whitechapel and Limehouse and Bond Street, Piccadilly, Soho and on. And Ted Heath himself, massively popular, of course, perhaps one of Britain's greatest post-war big band leaders, more than 100 albums he actually recorded, and between them they sold, wait for it, 20 million copies. Don't know you get those sort of uh, successful numbers these days. The most successful band in Britain during the 1950s. That was indeed Ted Heath. And remained going, really, as a ghost band long after Ted himself passed away and carried on going until uh, relatively recently, 20-odd years ago, yeah, 2000, I think they kept playing. Ted himself started out, like so many of them, young, 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 at the age of six when he was encouraged by his father, a trumpeter, and uh, a very keen bandsman with Wandsworth Town Brass Band. But Ted soon switched over to trombone, and the rest, as they say, is history. It's often the case. And, you know, if you like a bit of band music, of course, do not forget, on the Monday evening, we have one of the best brass band programmes in the country here on Manx Radio. Time for Brass with Ian Cottier. Continuously doing the programme for 40-plus years, quite easily, we believe, the longest continuous-running brass band programme in the world. Just another first for Manx Radio, but we're used to those. 60 next year, by the way, Max Radio. Celebrations already in place. Or being planned. Hopefully we'll still be here and do something to mark it on Sweet and Swing. In the meantime, how about next week? Same time, same place. Cheerio. <laughs>